Hello, ciao, and welcome to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedicta Trumpa, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, 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 people of the internet. We are back. We are back with a new episode. We This episode should probably be renamed The Walk of Shame. Because your girl has disappeared on you guys. And I owe you an apology. But on one hand, I'm just trying to disappear more often because I mean that many of you have listened more to the episodes since I've been away actually compared to when I post every two weeks and I'm just that uh, oh, like no seriously I'm grateful I'm appreciative on the other hand I'm just oh, I'm trying to be consistent I'm trying to do work and people are not listening and when I'm not consistent people are actually listening no 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 no, no. people you all need to keep it up with the podcast please do I hope you haven't missed me too much I'm back I don't, uh, I'm back, yeah, I'm back here to stay, and um, I don't know, today it probably is going to be a short one, I hope so, I'm recording kind of late, uh, these weeks have been interesting since I've been away, I think it's been almost a month since I, you all heard my voice, I heard a new episode, a whole month, can you believe that? No, no, a whole freaking month, no, that's kind of a long break. I think probably it's been longer than my summer break. But I don't know guys, it's been different things. On one hand, some things I've been working on have become less. But on the other side, I'm doing okay. I think I felt bad. There have been times in my life where I felt better. So I'm not feeling that great. I'm going to be honest. But we're here. I've decided to still show up. What have been the latest update? The latest update has been like conflicts are still happening, unfortunately. So we've seen there is another escalation which in the Palestine situation being saying Israel has bombed attacked the mosque during Ramadan one of the most important sites of Islam and I think that's something that, that shouldn't be disregarded I know people will argue like oh yeah a few weeks prior the Palestinian people have attacked the Israeli and so on and so forth but thinking that oh there is always the both side of the story does it really help is to recognize whether it's a pre- oppression and injustice so i think that's important to be acknowledged also we seen the conflict in ukraine is still happening we still seeing the struggle especially for international students here in italy as well that left ukraine having trouble to access to education in italy so and other european countries definitely we can see that when it comes to refugees right the system we have a systemic racist problem and i'm always here to remind you through the part this podcast to stay awake and remember the issues that are happening around the world so um, this is definitely what has happened recently that i can think of mainly politically uh when it comes to life life has been life in <laughs> i need to stop talk as i tweet or as i i read on twitter life has been life in tweeting has been tweeting hello mass purchase twitter like can we talk about that real quick like um I don't know. These billionaires, we, they're always being super praised around the world. But I don't really know about that life. My guy has purchased Twitter when he said he was going to promise money to the UN to end world anger. So for me, I find it interesting when it comes to billionaires. Because one of the arguments that people here in Italy use when they don't want to support the Catholic Church is, oh, the Catholic Church gets so, mam- so much money and they're not doing anything. They just have gold between churches, which actually is not really true because 
well in, to a some extent it's true some some of this is not because still there are lots of charities charitable work that people do and so on and so forth but i'm just telling you all are still giving money to tesla and these people and all this guy can do is go and purchase twitter like really Ugh. I just can't know it. I hope I don't know what I can hope for because I don't think that nothing good come out of millionaires ownership of, of a platform like Twitter, ownership of many things like from Facebook to other things like their vision, like they can be quite genius sometimes but also I f- that's where you need a moral compass all the time because even take like a platform like Facebook for example, Facebook has a great idea for example, connecting with people but then has become something else and I think in the past I have denounced the fact that Facebook has failed to ensure our democracy and protect our democracy don't forget that the situation in ukraine is also happening because of trolls that have been founded and have been able to reaffirm themselves and have an influence in democracies in western democracies like the u.s france Italy because of these trolls on Facebook and Facebook has never decided to ban them or officially ban and take strong stand and put certain policies as well to navigate certain discourse. So for me there is the need of morality and moral compass when it comes to these billionaires to some people billionaires when they say like they may just lack morality just for the status of being million billionaires i don't want to express a judgment on that but i don't know the good jesus would say that it would be hard for the billionaires to inherit the kingdom of god i i personally i don't express myself i don't want to judge anybody although i'm a believer i don't want to judge anybody i don't think that's my job but that's something to think about i really hope twitter will stay tweeting because I love black Twitter, honestly. That's what I did. If I'm having a hard time and I get on Twitter, I see a tweet. Sometimes I've been laughing and laughing and laughing because Twitter and the internet says undefeated. But the way Twitter makes me laugh, I don't know. Some people do argue that Twitter is actually annoying. Sometimes that's what people say. That, oh, Twitter is quite annoying or stuff like that. But actually, I find Twitter personally quite funny. I don't know. Maybe I'm on a part of twitter i think i'm on black twitter side where which is quite funny but i don't know i see i sometimes come across a, a problematic tweet but most of the time i'm on the i think i'm actually on the funniest side of twitter which is quite funny then outside of that what else has been happening lately like, yeah been all right you know guys it's not been it's not been perfect it's not been great i had moments where i felt good and i was like yeah i'm doing good and stuff let me get back on what i need to do i i think i mentioned i was working on a project my project is called Progetto siamo which is a research project and i presented it a few weeks ago about two weeks ago and it was amazing because i presented it with representative of the u.s consulate here in italy so i'm very grateful for this opportunity to source of nations because this has enabled me to connect to fellow activists or people that work on masses of african descent here in italy my project focused on citizenship rights which is a cause that's very dear to my heart and i've been working on it for several years now for about five years and even more officially as an activist but in the past i always been interested in this cause because i became an Italian citizen around 
almost 18 years old and that's an actual exception so it's been great working on this project because I found it part of the community as well. But I've answered to my questionnaire. People, I wish, I hope more people can, I hope I can scale this project because I realized there's so many like professional figures of African descent that need to be highlighted. And so my project consists in this. Let me explain actually properly what my project consists in, which is a research and advocacy project, which uh, to uplift the African descent community. So the aim of my project is to create a mentorship program to support especially teenagers of African descent which oftentimes do not know professional figures or people that are, share the same background so the aim is to connect with them motivate them inspire them and think about their careers so this is what has been the focus of my research my research has tried to highlight the fact that Italy needs an Italian citizenship law and there is a lack of support of people of African descent especially and I think my research distinguishes itself, itself from fast researches because I think there is a tendency area Italy to loop everything together every cause together but there, is, there isn't a look at specifically how each group especially deals with different challenges for example growing up without citizenship because growing up without citizenship as somebody of African descent compared to somebody for European descent actually on paper that show different kind of advantages and disadvantages and especially if when it comes to people of African descent the disadvantages are higher due to uh, access to even countries opportunities based on passport so for this reason i created this project i really hope i can scale it up although right now i'm kind of tired for some reason but i hope i'll be able to scale up. <laughs> and then also it's been fun working on this project i was actually initially very nervous about it because it's probably with me people is this i do too many things like i do too much and I need to chill and relax. That's my problem. So that's the thing. But after this has been what's happened in the last few weeks, I went home for Easter. It's been a headache, to be honest. And it's been nice because on one side, I haven't been home for Easter for a long time. But the problem is I couldn't fully enjoy it sometimes because it was hard. You know what was hard? is the fact that <sighs> people... Uh, these days a issue that has happened to me is the fact that i can't really digest gluten that well so with the fact that i can't digest gluten that well um i've been avoiding it most of the time so the few the rare occasion which i eat it but i do my best not to eat it and one of my favorite food is pizza and in rome literally it's so easy to buy pizza they sell pizza at every single single corner so i remember even when i moved back to italy because after i finished studying in the uk i moved back to italy for my masters the first few weeks or days i was literally eating pizza almost every day and it was insane but now i can't do that anymore like aging is coming on my life people aging is coming on my life uh, the thing i realized that the above issue with gluten has been that so for the past year i was dealing with a lot of bloating by the way i'm not a doctor but maybe if i share my experience this could help some of you as well so i was dealing with a lot of bloating in the past year of course my body has been changing a lot late 20s my hips are having a life on their own my thighs have a life on their own and that's 
for another day and at some point it felt also my stomach was having a life on it on its own and i'm just there like what's happening this is weird because okay normally i have bloating because i'm a woman i have periods so normally i get bloated during that time the problem with this bloating that was happening in the past year is like whether i had my period or not my stomach was so bloated and sometimes listen the bloating was bloated i mean whoa <laughs> it was just too much and at that point sometimes i looked I almost looked pregnant and I was like, what's happening? This is not normal. So thankfully at work, our, we work with an amazing doctor. He's an English speaking doctor and I know him now for a couple of years and Zichi now. I've mentioned that to him and he was like, you know what? Try to remove, try one week not to eat lactose and another week not to eat gluten and see what happens. So when I was little, I used to be one of those kids that struggle with lactose. I have actually a problem with lactose i still can't the thing is i can have cheese i can have mozzarella i can have yogurt but when it comes to drinking milk right now if you put a glass of milk in front of me i could probably puke i cannot put a glass of milk close to my mouth because there is something that disgusts me about milk i don't know what it is i've been always like that since i was a child and when i was a child my stomach i had always an upset stomach it was insane because i would always have a me ache it was just terrible so having this problem as a kid with lactose i was like that is lactose that's it it's official i can't have lactose anymore then i'll try i was doing that week when i was trying to eliminate lactose it lasted two days the lack of bloating and then i was bloated again so there comes the famous week of gluten there comes the famous week of gluten my stomach stopped being bloated insane life. because I, if i have to pick a, a sensitivity in italy we call it tolerant but oh yeah also in english as well Into- lactose intolerant yeah if i pick one way to be intolerant i would pick lactose over gluten but my body has big gluten it, i hope I just, it's just a temporary one because well you know this girl has to have pizza that's when i will be your stereotypical italian but the way i love pizza <laughs> well that's temporary but I honestly feel better when it comes to that although it's hard to navigate sometimes in a country like italy and also explaining it to people i think people are not taking me seriously since i've told them so this, let's leave it there let me not tell you what some of these people say people will be like but yeah but it's just small just after just after just after and i'm just like people i'm trying not to have it because i told you that already i'm exploding and everybody's be like oh just after just after i'm just hey the lack of respect that people do have for me but let me just leave it there let me just leave it there okay going talking about health as well also people welcome please round of applause for me i joined the glasses team i became a eye wearer yes people you girl she's wearing glasses right now on my so in my immediate family none of us do wear glasses the only person that think that wear my gla- wear glasses now is my nephew uh the son of my cousin he wears glasses when it comes but my dad and his siblings do wear glasses some of them do my dad doesn't so yeah i became an eye wearer because in the past year like two years we started working from home i noticed that from 
I think it was when I was in church. I started like uh, we have two screens, and I started noticing that I couldn't read clearly the screens, and I really had to force my eyesight. So I was like, hmm. It does look like I need to wear glasses. And also once I'm just using a computer every now and then, like you will see, I will always like maximize the zoom on pages. So that's when there was like, it's the sign that I need to go to the eye doctor and get myself checked. I got myself checked. I don't have much missing from each eye, but still I can't really see from far. So it's pretty much needed. I think the doctor went below of what I'm supposed to wear but to make sure that my eye gets adapted but this could be the sign for you on this podcast that you should go and see an eye doctor okay please don't be there struggling don't be saying nonsense like oh I don't need it or whatsoever if your body is sending a message please listen to your body and take care of yourself I said this episode was not gonna be long. This episode is all over the place. But I hope you all just love me enough to listen to it. <laughs> and I appreciate me showing up despite everything. Okay. I appreciate you guys. So talking about sight, talking about everything. Can we just talk about what's the what's the name of that documentary? Is it white out? The one with I think that's the documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's White Out. I think it's that one, right? I think that's the name. Is it White Out? I think it's White Out. Let me just check. Yeah. White Hot. Why did I think it was why did I thought it was called White Hot? Like that's so weird. So there is this documentary on Netflix, which is still recommended by you and hey you and hope you are well. So this documentary was recommended by you and on Twitter and you and it's uh, it's not one of my direct students because I work in study abroad, but somebody that got to me before I started working in study abroad. And you and is a lovely friend, a student, and we work on so many things together and uh, yeah so it was recommended this documentary which fair at first i didn't really know about and then i was like let me go and check this documentary out and guess what this documentary was very interesting so this documentary is called why hot and it's called the rise and fall of abin corbin and fridge i don't know how many of you knew about Abercrombie Fage but actually we had Abercrombie Fage also here in Italy when I was growing up especially when I was in high school the last few years of high school Abercrombie Fage was a big brand let me tell you a fun anecdote about Abercrombie Fage so you know when you are in high school you have your little crushes <clears throat> so I had a crush for this dude for mm, couple of years probably when i was in high school friends with fam we will flirt we will talk we will chat and whatsoever so one day one of the mornings uh, while i was at school and while we were chatting he came to me and i was like oh you got a nice perfume and that day let me tell you i was we were giving abercrombie ad on that day because explain me why i was up in his neck smelling the perfume and it was not me people it was not me 
my guy just came up to me and he was like, oh, smell it. And I was, you see, you see teenagers and it's their serum, yeah? Why am I just smelling their old perfume in the morning? Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> you all would think I'm crazy. After the Bridgerton episode and after this one, you all think I'm crazy. But, but that perfume was actually really good. So that's one thing I liked about Abercrombie & Fitch. Honestly, I never bought anything from them. I was fascinated by this brand, although I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really like them, the logo or whatsoever. I didn't really care for it. But I was fascinated by this brand because they are the school shop and they, are, they sell this thing where you see outside that they are the ocean and then the shop was dark and was ever so I, I i was finding quite fascinating even the first few years i was in uni in london i becoming fish and all star were a big deal so but i never yeah i actually never bought anything from but they were very trendy and so and the thing is kind of Abercrombie Fitch and Allister, which is a sister company of Abercrombie Fitch, were kind of very, they were very popular and they set the standard of what was trending and what was good looking. This documentary really highlights so many problematic stuff about this brand that I wish that if I would have knew few years back, I wouldn't even have considered or wouldn't be so much fascinated by this brand. This brand is just the epitome and the height of whiteness, I feel, and uh, white supremacy without telling you that we are the height of white supremacy. It was because initially all the same that i've been fish it just seemed like a cool brand okay to me what it looked like it was just a cool brand that teenagers were going after and i found it interesting because i thought it was oh it seemed a cool brand in the shop the concept of the shop was very interesting you just walk in the shop with this a lot of perfume and i don't know it was all dark i don't understand why was everything dark anyway they explained in a documentary but still i don't get it so this brand i don't know just learning through this documentary you really get to learn the vision that guy had which is jeffrey's and about this brand it was just insane because they were trying Trying to portray this very Californian lifestyle, the cool American life and beauty standard. But for this guy, Mike Jeffries, the cool American person was literally like the Aryan race. So was had to be white, had to be masculine, had to be blue eyes. And where they were selling their products as well, I don't know, they seemed like they were trying to sell sex because they were very those pictures were very sexy. They were very provocative. You always see this men and the models as well like that's the thing that i think that's the hype that people had regarding this store was the fact that they had models right that they were always like the guys always had a bare chest 
all the time the women i don't really remember but with, they were always trying to sell like two teenagers a lot of sex it was just weird the whole brand was weird and uh, the guy was just i don't know this documentary really showed how sick marketing was in the early 2000s because it's just insane the fact that that was the center of the brand and the interesting part of this documentary is that it showed case how the employers employers that did not fit into this prototype of the brand were treated so they showcased lawsuits in which people were excluded from their shifts from their work just because for the way they look so if you were not white you will always clean the windows you wouldn't you will work in the stockroom you wouldn't be considered one of the models you were not considered beautiful you were not considered american and that oh my gosh it was so disgusting that i it makes me even regret to ever like that brand or like i wouldn't say even liked but even being fascinated by it because i'm thinking i hate i hate that i found appeal in something that didn't envision me or didn't include me or were treating poorly people that looked like me that was just insane and the fact that that was reinforced but thinking that I've been coming in faith. If you think about the marketing, marketing has changed a lot in the last five years. But if you think just five years back, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you think about marketing and what they were selling, you think about it and you think the sizes they were promoting, the looks they were promoting. It was actually sick. It was just sick because they were just promoting skinny people, wild looking people, blonde looking people. It was just boring it was just boring it was not just so flat and i think thanks to social media a lot a lot has changed and i'm glad that there were people that worked in exposing this brand and taking this brand down and that's when i say like you all need to pay some respect to people of color black people that do work and advocate for right of people because the way this brand could have just go on the way it was if it wasn't for for brown people black people asian people that started standing against this brand because i think it was insane the fact that oh when you will hire someone you just dwell based on their looks like what is that about just even the fact that that was a standard like which company does that but it was so normalized between the company that it was just insane wow and i think there was one of the girls in the documentary that i found there a little bit problematic but also i could relate to her it was uh, i don't remember her name although but it will come to me i would i would describe this uh lady to you although so you can identify her she was the young black woman i remember she was young black and she used to work for them but she always they would always put her in the late shifts and uh, i remember she said her mom told her i don't understand what you find fascinating about this brand that does not really cater to you and but if i think of myself when i was younger i think i think intentionally or intentionally i've tried to fit into the western standard into what to 
trying to fit inside the wedding proximity to whiteness which if you think in one way or the other you do internalize these ideas especially as a minority and i felt quite sad for this girl because i was like i wish she would have had some self-esteem to be like oh okay let me leave this place this place does not represent me though so i'm not supposed to be here instead of trying to fit in or beg for approval that was quite sad a bit and also like the other people that would try to work there i think they should have just at some point left yeah i think those lawsuits that were done to keep out accountable they changed the company to a certain extent but i feel like this documentary highlights the problem sometimes with diversity and inclusion work which is a work that i do but mm -mm, people you have to be very intentional about it when you decide to do this work because my guy that was responsible for the diversity and inclusion work at Abercrombie and Fitch I don't know it was interesting because the way we spoke and he said like yeah but what I've done the company that didn't look the same or how I left it but still it was so problematic because in the end the people that were calling the shot they were still the same white folks like it was Mike Jeffries and his people and, and clearly you could see the exploitative nature of this man's role to to better the image of Abercrombie and Faith. So there are so many people that are so ready to water to just wet their mouth with diversity and inclusion many companies are so ready to wet their mouth with diversity and inclusion with sustainability but in practice they really not doing anything and and i think definitely this documentary showcases the hypocrisies of many companies i would say even institutions and societies so if you haven't watched it i would definitely recommend that you should watch it to really uh, assess yourself but really think about beauty standards and i think also think about i would say definitely think about diversity and inclusion the way companies institutions do exploit it it's something to really think about and on this note i think i'll wrap up the podcast because i cannot keep on talking and i do talk a lot but i want to say thank you for listening uh, i appreciate you guys and if you have any encouragement for me please send it my way because i would appreciate it if you can pray for me i appreciate some prayers i always send good thoughts my way please i would appreciate that and i'm sending also prayer and good thoughts your way too and i appreciate you stay blessed it's a new month month of may summer is getting closer and closer and closer yes i cannot wait i'm such a summer person i love summer i love summer so i hope you also get to enjoy summer soon and uh, on this note like i hope the month of may is filled with blessings and opportunities rebirth summer enjoyment hey please go enjoy yourself try to enjoy yourself enjoy the sun and i appreciate you guys i really do so thank you for listening don't forget to follow the chronicles of italian movement on instagram at chronicles of abi double v and don't forget to follow myself the host at smiley benny thank you so much for listening take care ciao ciao